You're listening to the Yakima Chief Hops Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. We are going to dive deep into the brewer side of the house for part two of the Salmon Safe episode. Stay tuned. So yeah, we've talked a lot about uh, the beginning stages of the certification process and the influence it has at the farm level. Uh, I'd like to take a, like some time to switch gears and, and look at that uh, brewery side of the house and that urban setting of where Salmon Safe and uh, breweries can coexist in this in this area, as well as paying tribute to the work that is done at the farm level as well. Um, so in shifting gears, I'd, I'd like to do a, just another introduction to our our friend Lane Carter from Aslan Brewing. Um, and, and could you just give us a little bit of introduction on um, the brewery and your organization? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm Lane from Aslan. Uh, we're located up in Bellingham, Washington. Um, we also, a couple of years ago, opened a Fremont Tap Room down in Seattle. So if you're uh, down south, then that might be your closest Aslan. And it's a it's a heck of a good time down there. Um, we have been open, or we've been established since 2012. And for the first two years, we operated a pilot system um, in one of our friend's little warehouse spaces um, in downtown Bellingham. And then in May of 2014, we opened the Brew Pub. Um, and that's our Forest Street location. And um, that's like our big restaurant family zone uh, where the brewery is actually located and the beer is produced. Um, and then a few years later, we opened the Aslan Depot, which is down on State Street. And uh, that's kind of like a lounge space. It's called Aslan Depot Barrels and Blending. So all of our barrel projects are kept down there. And that's kind of where their mixed fermentation magic happens. So um, if you get the chance to visit all three or one of three, then um, I've been there and I promise it's good. I I I graduated from Western. I might be dating myself, but uh, Aslan was not around in 2012. I graduated in 2011, so I I missed the cusp by like a year. But I was so excited to you know come back and check out Bellingham, which is just such a beautiful place. But uh, you've you've done a great job just creating a welcoming environment, and the beer there is excellent. So um, yeah, I am definitely an ambassador for people that are first timers or repeaters to to go and check out uh, all three locations. Um, your company, you know, comes to mind when I, when I kind of talk about sustainability in the Pacific Northwest and specifically like brewers in the PNW, um, what, could you kind of tell us a little bit about like, uh, you know, starting in 2012, like your, your ethos and, and how it's kind of evolved over time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that is like probably best encompassed by our mission statement. Um, and not to just like rattle off our mission statement word for word, but uh, we spent a lot of time looking at this every year and kind of re-figuring what our priorities are um, and a few things have remained the same. So um, our mission is to produce and distribute world-class organic beer using local uh, resources, uh, low impact practices and socially equitable initiatives to promote a healthier, happier and more conscious community. Um, and the things that have been added recently were low impact. And I think that's kind of where Salmon Safe really comes in. Um, we all know craft beer can be an inherently 
impactful industry on the environment. Um, we use like six pints of water to make a pint of beer. It's just, it's the nature of our industry. And so doing everything we can to reduce that footprint that we're making and still provide a product that's different um, in that way for a consumer that might be more environmentally minded um, is a priority for us. So yes, we are part of this high impact industry, but it's, there are ways to make your craft beer lower impact. And that's what we want to do. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of water. I know the revolving theme of this entire conversation, it's rooted in, in water and in watershed management and um, even just water management at your, your uh, brew house. So um, full circle for those people that are, you know, waking up after the first part of the episode, we want to get, we want to summarize everything, you know, um, but no, it, going back to Brian, you know, um, salmon safe process is, is somewhat of a vertically integrated kind of, uh, on the supply chain side of the house, right? We kind of talked about that in the beginning. Um, and it has uh, a big impact, if not more downstream on the supply supply chain side. Right. So, um, how does the design of the certification uh, for breweries come into play um, for Salmon Safe? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to note that um, <clears throat> it's very rare in which Salmon Safe actually uh, certifies the brewery itself. Um, we don't have a standard in place in which we look at like water usage within a brewery uh, for beer, right? Like that's just not necessarily where we work and where our focus is our focus is on on uh, like ag impacts landscape level and uh and for that urban environment largely our standards are focused exterior you know on stormwater mitigation uh and ensuring that uh, catchment is in place for for runoff um so yeah that's that's important context i think love to see uh more organizations whether it be ours or not looking into that and maybe creating a standard or a brewery from a water usage perspective, I think could be uh, could be cool and could be really uh, impactful as well. But but I guess just you know parking that for a second, you know talking a little bit more about how how we work with breweries and how our process has led to work with breweries is as we work with folks, you know as as uh, you know we worked with more folks in the Willamette Valley at our beginning with hops um, with with sodbusters, uh, Goshi Farms, Coleman Crosby. Um, some of some other folks um, that really helped us get intros into the beer world because some of these growers had you know years long contracts and relationship with relationships with with folks in the brewery industry and and that was just a really nice synergy in terms of you know these brewers and these breweries and these staff who are already really attuned to conservation issues in our region um, and so I think that is really uh, important for those brewers to continue uh, to do, you know, and, and I think the beauty of, of the craft beer industry is that it's so direct, right? Like it's, you know, your hops go into the brewery, go right into a glass that you drink, right? Like it's just like a very beautiful and quick process. And so traceability within beer, uh, I think is makes, makes our connections uh, stronger from a salmon safe perspective. So, um, and now, you know, how that's helped us too is, is we now work, um, you know, we started with wine and then we worked in hops and wine Valley and then we've, we've slowly expanded now to work with in the grains world. And that literally is a direct relation with working with beer because, you know, 
there was a point in which we were working with all these hop growers and still are. And, and then we were like, well, clearly when you brew beer, you're using a heck of a lot of grain as well. And so, you know, can we make a salmon safe, fully certified beer looking at both grain and hops uh, and barley and hops? And so that has actually led to uh, quite a bit of work for us with, with uh, growers in the Palouse, right? Like our, our really our wheat uh, capital here in, in our region is the Palouse and wheat and barley and grains. Um, and then also in the Willamette Valley, we've got a couple growers now that have um, started to grow barley, fermented barley uh, on some of their hop farms. Like Gail Goshi as an example now, uh, her operation, uh, she now grows barley uh, to get salmon safe barley. And so that has, again, been a direct correlation to our work with the beer industry. So yeah, it's there's definitely some synergy, some reverberation that occurs when uh, we have started working in the hops uh, in the, the brewery industry. So I really tip of the hat to the breweries to, to helping that uh, drive the drive that forward. I liked your comment about like just the transparency and traceability of, of like where ingredients are coming from. And um, that's something that I'd like to kind of like shift gears and talk about there at the brewery side of the house. Um, you know, Aslan, if you're not familiar, please, like I said, go check out their their, their tap rooms and, and whatnot. But it, if you find yourself online, check out their website as well. And, and on that website, you'll see a lot of conversation and communication revolving around like organics and the use of ingredients and just being mindful of. And, and Lane, you talked about that, just having a low impact, right? And so that's a, a desire for the organization uh, moving forward and has been for a very long time. Um, could you talk about like Aslan's decision to incorporating some of these materials, whether it be salmon safe, organic and incorporating those into the beer recipe design. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I often parallel salmon safe to organic in the way that we kind of just came to the idea that we wanted to be part of it. Um, for us, we make organic beer because we feel like it's the right thing to do, um, both for the consumer, the farmer, the, environment there's a lot of stakeholders um and i think salmon safe does kind of the same thing where no pun intended but kind of pun intended it casts a really wide net you know there's a lot of like there's a lot of um people and places that are affected by uh farming practices whether they be irresponsible or responsible it just feels good for us to know about the product that we're putting out and feel good about it. Um, you know, the can for one of our salmon safe beers, uh, fish have feelings IPA, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about later, but, um, is really beautiful, but it, it's a really special feeling for us to feel good about the product inside the can too. Um, and just knowing that there's accountability and some kind of, um, transparency and uh, everything that, and traceability, like Brian was just talking about, um, is important for us to know when we're putting our product out there. Um, and feels good internally too, to see people get excited about um, these different certifications that we do have. So um, I would say when we were approached by Salmon Safe, um, I don't know if it was Brian that reached out to JD or, uh, it was, I think, the year before I started at Aslan that we did our first version of Fish Have Feelings that was salmon safe, but um, it was a no-brainer for us to be on board with that. Um, we may as well take it a step further than organic and uh, make sure that uh, a lot of the farms that we have great relationships and trust already um, are, you know, 
also compliant with Salmon Safe. It's a really cool uh, thing to know about our suppliers and kind of hold them accountable too. So, no, that's awesome. I mean, it's such a collaborative industry too, right? So from the beer side of the world to all the way down to the growing side of the world, and then Brian, like you mentioned, you're open to to work with anybody and everybody. And I I, I think I sense this like kind of common theme here. Um, I, I tend to be very optimistic at heart and very encouraged by these kind of conversations. So the passion's starting to boiling up to my neck here as I'm uh, grinning on camera here. But uh, I'm excited to hear all these new uh, innovative ways to educate people at the brew house too, just about what has been done up to that point. So it's really encouraging to hear that, uh, Lane. Um, and reflecting on your, your journey, you know, like what have been some of the highlights you would say in, in utilizing some of those salmon safe ingredients in the brew house. I know you talked about the, the one particular beer, but are there any others that come to mind? Yeah, I think now that we know um, that a lot of our suppliers are salmon safe certified already, like we work closely with Roy Farms and I know they've um, had some salmon safe uh, certified products and uh, Virgil Gamache down kind of closer to you guys. Um, now that we know that they're certified, I think a lot of our beers actually do feature salmon safe products that we didn't even realize before. Um, there's definitely a goal that we have in mind to make sure that um, we're like making a couple beers a year that are salmon safe centric. So Fish Up Feelings kind of being the one this year um, and in years past, but it's something we've talked about as a team that we would love to do like another, um, like all salmon safe ingredient certified beer. So um, no specific beer comes to mind, but I can tell you that based on the products that were in Fish Up Feelings, we use a lot of those products in a lot of our other beers. So uh, we are lucky to uh, kind of have a wide range of access uh, to salmon safe products. Um, as far as the highlights go, it's really fun to partner up with organizations in Bellingham uh, or just Whatcom County in general that um, do a lot of work in that sector. So we work with NC, uh, Nooksack Salmon Enhancement Association. Um, each year for Fish Have Feelings, I think the last two years at least, um, and they are such amazing partners. Um, we did get to have Sammy the Salmon come to the brewery, and he's this big, like, sparkly salmon. Uh, someone, I'm assuming it's a person, not a salmon in the suit. But. <laughs> Uh, Sammy the Salmon met the Batch 15 can suit, and that was just a really fun day. Um, that was definitely a highlight of one of these experiences. And then just seeing some of the sweet events that Brian gets to put on down in Seattle that feature Salmon Safe beer. I know Flatsick Pub did an event last year or the year before, maybe, um, that featured quite a few. And then um, it's also really cool to see our employees get stoked on another certification. All Every single employee could rattle off why we're organic and we all we all know why but salmon safe kind of offers another level of all of us getting stoked um as far as there's a number of fly fishermen that work at aslan um or like one of our employees his dad is like the head of the fly fishing club in bellingham you know and a lot of commercial fishermen experience so salmon is important to us and we talk about it all the time and it's really fun to see um, our employees get really passionate about making sure that they're educated and that we are using 
uh, salmon safe ingredients as much as we can. Um, our production team is invested in that and it's a really fun process to watch them um, get stoked about our product start to finish when it's a salmon safe one. That's awesome. Um, you know, employee morale and like engagement is, uh, is I think something that every business strives for. So it's great to have outlets like this to kind of help boost that and rally behind, um, something that everybody can kind of find some sort of connection to. Uh, so that's really encouraging to hear that as well. Uh, yeah, the stoke level is high. That is, that is great to hear. You always <laughs> want to be in that category. I found uh, Levi, do you, do you mind if I just parry off of, uh, a couple points there before you move on. Um, yeah, as Lane mentioned, there's some great collabs that we've done, the Pitch Hat Feelings. Um, but I guess uh, also another, I probably should have mentioned this just a touch earlier regarding some of the work we do with other certification. So, you know, Lane, you mentioned organic. Uh, and, and actually, Peter, you, you mentioned global gap. And, and I think one of the things that Salmon Safe does well is uh, partner with other certifications in order to make the certification fatigue, if you will, easier uh, as growers. And I'm sure, Peter, you, you, you know this, but um, there's definitely a lot of certifications out there and ones that you know have come up recently, ones that are more longstanding. And so for us, uh, we actually work with a lot of them to do a gap analysis and see if there are ways in which we can further ingrain our standards either into another standard body or as an add-on overlay, right? And so we've actually done that with several. We've done it with live, uh, in the wine industry, live certified uh, Global Gap and organic as well. So Oregon Tilt, which is a large organic certifying body here and um, really across the West, uh, we have an overlay with them. And so if you're a grower that's already in the organic program, you can opt into salmon safe as well. And that's in the same assessment process. And so um, to us, we really view that as a win because specifically looking at organic, uh, it is, you know, really well known in the market. It, it really kicked off the whole uh, certification in general with food, better certification. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think there are really good pairings between our program and organic. So, you know, as an example, right, like we're looking more at a landscape focus across a parcel, whereas organic perhaps might just be looking within a parcel on one set of crops um, or, or from a chemistry perspective. I mean, with organic, there are still, um, you know, chemicals that are used um, and allowed in their process, uh, such as copper, right? Like that's one. And that is on our hazard list because, you know, elevated levels of copper in any watershed aren't really good. So uh, for anyone, for, for the watershed health and so so yeah, for me, like I, I really get excited when we do have opportunities to to work with other certifiers because it means that whatever that certification is, it's becoming more robust from a watershed health perspective. And then from a grower perspective, uh, it's just one less thing to do. And so, which I see Peter smiling because I'm sure that's that's important and I know it is, but yeah, for Global Gap as well, that's more of a food safety focused uh, certification. And so we've actually trained up a third party independent assessor who's able to conduct our standard assessment along with that global gap. So again, that's, you know, you know, getting two for the price of one, so to speak. Um, and similar to organic where we've trained up some of their assessors. So, um, so anyways, yeah, I didn't mean to go off script, but just adding a little clarification there. Um, but yeah, really exciting work for both of you folks. No, that's good. I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, just working well in the sandbox, you know, that's just like, uh, everybody's working together on a common theme and, um, it's good to know that we can 
pivot knowing that you're going down this pathway, but you have an opportunity to, to jump into this certification. And then for you, Lane, and your team at Aslan, like you can continue to be that ambassador and, and kind of tell those consumers at that level too. So that story just doesn't end at that stage. So uh, again, bigger picture, we're all connected, right? Uh, so kind of going back to ingredients and like just being mindful of, of what we're sourcing and, and where we're putting that, uh, what would you say, Lane, is um, what's, why is it so important to be mindful of the ingredients that are being sourced and being put into the beers that you're creating? Yeah, um, I think it goes down to a couple different things. Transparency being a really big priority for us at Aslan. Um, so we have these different certifications to hold us accountable like organic and um, our B Corp certification is kind of all encompassing um, with our purchasing process being kind of at the, the head of that certification specifically. Um, but also because we want to feel good about what we're putting in the bodies of our customers and uh, our own bodies and um, making it a priority to have relationships with the people that are growing our food um, and our ingredients for our beer. Uh, specifically, I think of Dave Headland down at um, Headland Farms in Skagit. Uh, he's someone that we've gotten to walk around Skagit Valley Malting with multiple times, and um, it's just always been really fun to get to know the people behind our um, suppliers. So uh, I think it's just important to be mindful because it is such a um, – there are so many people affected by – us making organic beer and uh, from supplier to customer, it's a really cool process to see um, each step of the way. Awesome. No, that's great. Um, I mean, yeah, speaking like you're in a unique position as we kind of rounded out this uh, stakeholder trifecta here uh, of being able to, to talk to grower or excuse me, talk to the end customer, the, the people that are consuming the beer. Um, and, and kind of amplify those worthy causes that we're talking about, whether it be just like, orga like organic, uh, global gap, or like just these telling the story beyond the pint house, right? So um, why is it so important for your organization to continue that story? And how does Aslan identify areas like to take stance on? So uh, in that environmental setting? Yeah, definitely. Um, we really do try and talk to our employees about what's important to them uh, when we talk about where our money goes. Um, we have a donation program that we do a monthly donation partner at the brew pub. Um, and that's like a matching with customers kind of setup. Um, and the environmental part of uh, salmon enhancement has been a big partner. Like I said, they're always our April partner because of Earth Day and the release of fish have feelings. And then um, a percentage of the profit from the uh, Fish Have Feelings goes to Nooksack Salmon Enhancement Association. So um, it's one of those things where we really do try and ask our employees what's important to them. And salmon health, fortunately, has always been important, um, like I mentioned earlier, to a number of our employees. Um, as far as like continuing that story with our customers, I think explaining in our sustainability report and on our sustainability webpage that this really does um, like their conscious purchasing habits really does have an effect on the right things. You know, if you're buying fish have feelings, for example, you're creating, um, you're buying a, not only salmon safe beer and organic beer, but like we're purchasing salmon safe ingredients from salmon safe farms. And 
then that money goes into next examine enhancement and it kind of closes that loop. And I think it's kind of cool to see um, that loop get like come full circle, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say that's kind of like a really rewarding part of my job is I get to choose those causes and salmon safe has been a really awesome partner to work with in that regard. Um, seeing kind of all the work that they're doing. Awesome. I know, I know we've kind of like, uh, teased the fish has feelings a few times. And I, I, I wonder if we could just kind of talk about that a little bit more. Um, we now know the organization that the, the donations are going to in Nixie. Um, but what kind of beer style, hop varieties, uh, you know, what was the size of the production and like, um, are you planning on doing any of those into the future as well? Loaded question. Yeah, Sorry. Definitely. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, so I just had to pull up our, uh, recipe sheet for that beer specifically so I could get a little more granular with it. But, um, that I believe was a hundred last year was a hundred percent salmon safe. Mm -hmm. Um, so we got to sport that logo on the label and that's something we were really proud of. Um, so we used a couple different malts, pale Vienna, um, from Skagit Valley malting. And, um, then as far as what we purchased from, uh, YCH, it was Centennial, Idaho seven, Cascade, Equinot, Chinook and Mosaic hops. Um, and I think all of those were from Roy farms. Uh, we get to work really closely with Roy farms on a couple other beers too. Like, uh, Cascade bloom was one last year and it was one of our fresh hops. Um, so they've just been really awesome partners. Uh, I think we did 45 barrels of that beer, maybe 60. Um, it used to be a hazy, and I know that the barrelage changed when we decided to make it a West Coast. Hazy's had its moment, and it continues to have a moment, but I really do think the trends are pointing to West Coast lately, um, so a little bit more bitter and piney, and all those hops that I just mentioned kind of lend really well to that while, ma while maintaining a um, slight undertone of like strawberry fruitiness from the Idaho seven. At least that's what I get from Idaho seven. Um, so we did make that transition. I believe it went from either 30 to 60 or 45 to 60 barrels this last year. Um, and yeah, like I said, basically a percentage of the sales of that beer go to a partner, uh, that we choose, which the last couple of years has been NC. Awesome. Yeah. It's good to see, uh, those traditional IPA drinkers out there are getting excited. Um, no, that, I've, I've had the beer. It was amazing. The can art was also amazing. I'm sure Brian, for you yeah. to see the salmon safe logo on cans is just a rewarding feeling. Um, like looking to the future, do you, do you think you're going to have uh, at Aslan, uh, you know, you're incorporating more and more of these ingredients, but, uh, any teasers you could provide us with, uh, for the upcoming 2020, I guess 2022 is already spoken for as we have 30 more days left, but maybe 2023. Yeah, definitely. It's something we talk about a lot, um, in our planning process and that's, we're in the thick of the planning process right now for goals for 2023. Something that we have said year after year is we want to do more salmon safe certified products, or like I said, kind of more focus on salmon safe for specific products. Cause right now a lot of our products have a salmon safe hop you know, or two. Um, but if, if we can really get down to it and, uh, with the help of my head brewer, Austin, uh, he is so open-minded to, um, what we need to do to get there. You know, he's always trying to make sure that everything he's purchasing is like as good as it can be 
as far as uh, the environment goes. So um, I really appreciate his efforts because without him, I, I wouldn't know what I was doing personally. Um, but I think he's, well, I know that he's super on board to make more salmon safe beers this year. Um, and so I definitely foresee us working together a little bit more, Brian, because um, it's important and it's something that we really place value on at Aslan. And uh, if more of our products can have that logo on it, then, I mean, we, we're all winning, you know? That's awesome. Um, I mean, going back to the farm for a sec, uh, Peter, I mean, how special is it to see uh, I know this particular beer may not have your hops in it, but there are a multitude of beers across the Pacific Northwest and beyond. As a global company, we get to ship product everywhere. Um, how rewarding is it to see your hops going into beers like that? And if they have a, a, a cause in environmental or social uh, uh, realm, how, how, how special is that for you? I mean, it tells us that we must be doing something right. Um, and... I was really struck by how often the word interconnected came up in the discussion the last couple minutes. Um, you know, I mean, we, we always want to look good. We do that first by producing the best quality hops that we can and um, in, in the cleanest way and the way that protects our employees and then takes care of our resources. Uh, so to have that recognized either chosen because we're salmon safe in addition to being the right flavor um you know the right quality for the brew um but it, it just it really underlines the interconnection of this industry and just of being humans living in an environment together um i mean we we want brewers we want consumers to ask for beers that have Sodbuster hops in it. Um, so, so, you know, we just get closer to that by making sure we're aligned with these really clear standards that, that say, Hey, we're, we're all in this together by drinking this beer with our hops in it. You're helping take care of the environment too. Oh, well, yeah, that is, that is, uh, a vision that I hope continues to, to grow and grow and grow. Um, and, and speaking of planning lane, looking in our crystal ball for like 2023 and beyond, like, what could you say is your visions for the future on how yourself as a brewery or the, just the brewing community can help create positive change specifically revolving around like environmentalism? Uh, another yeah, loaded definitely. question. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. Um, something that I talk about with organic a lot and also applies to salmon safe is that when we're purchasing organic ingredients or salmon safe ingredients in this case, we are creating a demand for more of that, you know? Um, like right now, something that I get asked about a lot is, oh, being an organic brewery is so expensive. Like, why do you guys choose to do that? Number one, it's the right thing. But number two, we want organic ingredients to be able to become more accessible because there's a higher demand for it. Um, so I do kind of see that same thing happening with Salmon Safe, and I would hope that um and i i know for a fact actually that salmon safe ingredients are available um so i would hope the other breweries kind of follow in our footsteps in that way and uh explore those options and um provide some provide a bit of a platform uh through their own brewery to make a salmon safe focused beer or um, incorporate more salmon safe ingredients in each of their beers um but yeah i 
otherwise, just um, oh, I forgot to mention the release date for Fish Shop Feelings this year is April 21st. So hopefully that starts kind of a domino community. Um, Earth Week being that week is a really appropriate time. So if you're a brewer out there planning your schedule, then Salmon Safe might be a really dope route for you to go as far as uh, highlighting um, an important issue to our region uh, during that week. Awesome. You heard it here, the the teaser for the release, right? So, uh, you know, you talked about Stoke inside the brew house from an employee perspective. Like, how do you like kind of amplify that Stoke to your customers? Um, like, how connected do you think your customers are to those ingredients that are going into your uh, your beers? Yeah, um, that's actually kind of like a shocking thing that I get asked about more than I thought I would is just um, emails from customers or uh, servers asking me because a customer asked them. It happens all the time. Um, just like, oh, what makes this salmon safe or like, why do you choose to be organic, etc. cetera. Um, I think that people are paying attention more than we think they are. Um, and when they see that, salmon safe logo on a beer they're 100 percent more likely to go buy it again or to look forward to it the next year whatever their uh, beer drinking habits kind of lead them to their next six pack um sometimes i do i do think we underestimate how often people uh look for that on the shelf so the more there is out there the better impact we're making as an industry um and people are more stoked about it than we think for sure Oh, that's good to hear. Um, mm -hmm. I can attest to that as well. I think we get a lot of requests at our end, just uh, what makes this salmon safe? How can we get connected? And again, for us as our mission to connect, uh, you know, growers with, with brewers, this is just such a cool way and avenue to do that. Aside from like the traditional sense of, well, they just, they're located here, they grow this, they grow that, um, just connecting, you know, on a deeper level. Um, mm -hmm. Brian, kicking it back over to you, um, kind of a two-part question. Um, like, how do these collaboration beers and events that you put on as an organization kind of help amplify uh, that salmon safe uh, certification, in your words? Well, yeah, they are definitely uh, very helpful and very exciting and very fun, I have to say. Um, it's one of the joys, honestly, of my work. Uh, is to be able to to bring all of the work that I do into one thing, one event, one beer release, uh, and have consumers really get educated and excited about it. And so, um, and they really help. I mean, the rising tides lifts all ships. Really, um, when we're able to release a beer that is salmon safe, and we're able to put these these sort of release events on, you know, so many different community stakeholders. Uh, get educated right and so we've had <clears throat> with releases they help drive consumer education they also drive partner education and partner uh, outreach too in a sense so i mean we've had we've had growers uh who have heard about releases who have reached out to us about it uh, wanting to join our program and it's even helped us in some other realms like our urban work right like we have folks like when we release beers in in you know seattle or portland metro and it's drank by folks who are in more urban environments like we've had we've had that generate on our urban end as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, to speak to some of the events that we've, we've kind of done, I mean, I know Elaine has mentioned the, the fish out feelings, which is so cool. Unfortunately, I was not there. I was with Salmon Safe when it first started and 
I wish I could speak to how and who had the idea. I don't know, but I'm so happy that the idea and project occurred. But um, but we've really taken that similar type of model of you know a brewery sources salmon safe hops or, or malted barley. Um, we have another organization who either they the brewery knows uh, nonprofit or we know who we pair up with a release um, and then we you know promote this release events and they're they're just so exciting where you know you show up to a brewery and you're drinking a beer that not only was grown uh, in a sustainable way for the watershed to the best of the ability um, but then also you know you're also perhaps drinking a beer or a portion of the proceeds are going to local conservation work like boots on the ground right like new nooksack uh salmon enhancement association right like they're working in whatcom county like that's hyper local and that's literally like if you're drinking in that area you live in that community they are working right in your neighborhood and so um, we've done some very similar types of releases as well uh with other folks um and those have just been such a joy to work with and yeah, and there's, I mean, there's all sorts that we've done recently. If folks are familiar with Chainline Brewing here in Kirkland, East County of King County, um, they've done a couple years of their River Ghost uh, IPA, which portion of those proceeds go to the Native Fish Society. Um, and we culminate that with a big release. Um, we also work um, with other breweries regionally too. So we've done a couple years of a release with a Walla Walla based brewery called Quirk Brewing. Uh, in conjunction with the Blue Mountain Land Trust, right, which is a land trust organization that is working to conserve ag land and wildlands in the Blue Mountain region. And so that release is cyclical as well. Late summer, a uh, portion of proceeds go back to Blue Mountain Land Trust, but the ingredients are salmon safe certified. And I, and I have to say, I was at the release this past fall or early fall, I should say. And we had, you know, the barley grower who grew the barley like, you know, 10 miles away from the brewery was there and he was having a blast. And um, so it was just that, that idea of traceability in beer and how it's being grown was just so inspiring to have that. And we've done a few others um, to know. Georgetown Brewing has been a, a partner, a really strong partner. They've made a couple salmon safe uh, beers as well this year. Um, Rubens has done their farm team series. So again, if you want to talk traceability, you know, they literally put the barley growers and the hop growers on the can. Um, and so that's always just like, man, you know, you know exactly where it came from. Um, so I've always admired that and supported that. Um, and then another just, just fun one is the King's Lager. We've done that with Icicle Brewing. Um, and that is a portion of those proceeds go to Cascade Fisheries Enhancement Group. And they do, you know, some on and in watershed restoration work and, you know, on the icicle and, uh, in that Chelan County area. And so, yeah, so again, it's, it's, um, really fun and inspiring. And these, these collaborations help us in so many ways in terms of, of elevating what salmon safe is educating consumers and then, you know, ultimately leading to perhaps other partners as well, uh, who, who hear about it. So it's very fun. Again, that's very much the, the fun part of my job. And of course, these, re these beer releases events, uh, have a lot of beer to be drank. So I try to do my part. <laughs> Yeah, Levi, Levi, I want to jump in just real quick and uh, say, Brian, anytime you're having events like that on the farm level, we love it. We want to, you know, any, if you ever want to invite the farmers, invite the employees of the farmers, um, connecting us with the people who are drinking the beer is uh, always a beautiful thing. And it's something that when we're toiling away on the farm, uh, we don't always feel so connected 
to the, the whole cycle. Um, and, and that also helps feedback to the farm too. When we see people excited that we are salmon safe and that we're invested and caring about the same things that they are, that really reinforces our commitment and our behavior on the farm. Plus who doesn't want to, you know, drink the beer. Yeah. I mean, it's so powerful when we have folks from the farm, you know, in, in a place like Walla Walla, as an example, like the, the urban rural continuum there is much shorter than it is in a place like Seattle, right? Like it is really in its core and ag community. But, you know, for places that are more urban where folks might have a, a touch of a longer, uh, you know, drive away from, from ag, I mean, I think, I think having growers present and having a small speaking part is so powerful. So absolutely, yes, we will we will find some time in 2023 to uh, get you folks uh, from from the Sodbusters farms out to some of these releases because people love it. So and we need your help. Like I said, a lot of beer to be drank. So yeah, we'll be there. I smell collaboration in the air. <laughs> absolutely, uh, Brian. That's all so exciting. I think we could talk about the. Uh, the beers that have been created, the event spaces that we've been into and like, uh, for, for, for a long time, but I would love to learn about that's all happened in the past. What's on uh, deck for, for 2023, any insight on that? Oh goodness. Well, yeah, it gives me a little bit of anxiety thinking about all the work that I've created for myself, uh, which <laughs> is exciting and fun, but yeah, I mean, just, just a few things. Uh, we're definitely going to do some more iterations or iterations of, some salmon safe focused beers, you know, like the fish have feelings and the like, there's a few others in the pipeline. Um, we did just launch a, a new program through salmon safe, which is actually called our trout safe program. And so that idea, it's the same farm standards that we've been cultivating. It's the same process, but it's just geared at growers and, and land stewards in areas where Pacific salmon don't inhabit. Right. So there are parts of our Columbia basin here, that that historically don't have salmon and so uh, that program has been uh, really you know cultivated through them and uh, we've got some really strong partners in some of the upper reaches of the columbia who helped with that uh, friends of the teton river henry's fork foundation and uh, actually the nature conservancy in idaho um, they they were the first organization to actually bring in some trout safe certified farms so if anyone is in the uh, Silver Creek area, the Wood River Valley, um, there's the Silver Creek Preserve that's world famous for its fishing in Haley, or just outside of Haley, and some of the, the parcels around that in ag are, are under our trout safe certification. And so, and so actually, recently, Payette Brewing, for this past fresh hop season, they uh, were the first brewery to actually champion our trout safe uh, initiative. So. Uh, and we brought in hops from Gooding Hop Farm in Parma, and then uh, another grower that we have, Clearwater Farms in the Nez Perce region of Idaho. So, so there's that, uh, which is super exciting with Trout Safe. I'm excited to to get that further out into the basin, and then uh, and then another thing that we're we're kind of working on to shortly roll out is our our Salmon Safe Pledge, and that's going to be essentially a pledge in which our partners and other growers and consumers can take. Um, that basically enables folks to uh, support salmon safe in, in the ways that they can. You know, from from a grower perspective, like a prospective grower, they can be part of a pledge, which means that you know we're not necessarily ready in our current operation to be salmon safe, but we're taking this pledge because by 2024 we'll be in your program. You know, from a brewery perspective or a buyer perspective, that could be, you know, we're a part of the salmon safe pledge now. We've done 
you know, cyclical salmon safe releases, but we're going to, you know, ensure that 70% of our beer releases are salmon safe hop certified or salmon safe barley certified and labeled. So, uh, leaving it open-ended to folks, um, but allowing, uh, casting a wide net insofar and that people that are a part of the pledge can, um, have it be widespread throughout the community. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Like I said, um, a lot of work to be done in 2023. So uh, definitely all hands on deck. Well, it sounds like you're going to need a beard after that's all said and done. Um, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's amazing, man. Um, I'm really excited to see those things get rolled out as you know, 2023 rolls shortly into the, the near future. Um, but again, it's just ways for people to get involved and connected to, uh, this type of movement. So uh, I think we all can agree that this is a very important thing and um, there's options, which I think we can all agree is a, a good thing to have. So uh, thanks for thanks for sharing that. No, that that is so awesome. I, I really have just valued everybody's time today. Um, I feel like we could talk about this and just talk about how excited every single level uh, of this hop growing, beer making, uh, education sharing process has been um and 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 we can but uh i have to get back to work and uh i know you all have to get back to work too but i appreciate all the stoke i'm going to use your word lane because that's the word that i love incorporating into my day-to-day life um thank you all so much for your time really appreciate it um and we'll be providing links and um ways to connect with everybody that has been on this call. Um, and hopefully, um, we can have more and more of these collaborations, more and more of these talks, more and more of these in-person events, uh, hopefully, uh, come, uh, come the spring and, and, and whatnot. So, um, I will leave it at that, but I just wanted to open it up and say, thank you all so much for joining us, uh, today to talk about things beyond hops, beyond beer, uh, bigger picture things that kind of impact a lot more people than just, uh, our industry. So this is a, a very important topic near and dear to, I think a lot of our hearts, but, uh, excited to continue to share this. Uh, cheers everybody. I think at cheers, that, bye. I want to just say, uh, as we move forward with our day-to-day lives, let's just like keep this in mind that we're all doing this for the same cause. We're doing this for something bigger than beer, right? So cheers to all of you and all the hard work that y'all are doing. So thank you. Thank you.